You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. PackersTalk.com Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay, or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. we could uh, so that we would be right on the leading edge for you gambling degenerates. So you'd have the most recent information, which is still a week and a day as we record this away from the Packers game. But still, you know, this is serious stuff. We're talking about winners who are able to spend an extended period of time in the Packers Therapy Hotel and Casino. So, Dave... Uh, you've had time now since the last time we recorded the podcast to really perfect and put a, a fine edge, to hone a razor's edge on these betting lines. Right. Are you ready, sir? I have. I used uh, the open AI, the chat bot thing. Have you been reading about this? <laughs> oh, I put course. down what would be a great betting lines for the Packers-Rams game uh, for Packers therapy. And that's this is what it came out with. So this is actually not me. It's an artificial intelligence I, I guess you could you could say that it, this has been generated by artificial intelligence ever since we started. Yeah, first, I'm going to say since since day one. I mean, that's pretty much been the case. You know, when I put that in into the uh, chatbot, what I got back is is they said uh, you probably should do some family activities instead of watching the Packers. Yeah, yeah it's a, it came back first. Yeah, are you guys still doing this? <laughs> What's going on with you, loser? <laughs> By my calculation, there are 5,613 Packer podcasts. Yeah. Uh, you and yours uh, should have been re- retired. Well, what do robots know anyway? That's... Exactly right. Th- those robots, damn them. Yeah. 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 Although, unless they take over, then uh, that was Chris. Then I am I am all about robots at that point. <laughs> yeah. All hail King Robot. <laughs> exactly. I am glad to be your servant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the by the way, uh, this is, uh, I guess, technically episode uh, 421. Mm. Do you think anyone noticed that we uh, made a special title for our very special episode of 420? Oh, you uh, know, our 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 listeners are really keen and hip. Yeah. Yeah. And the only they were definitely all over that. Someone asked us why we didn't uh, interview Mason Crosby, giving it was our 420th episode. That yeah. was yeah. probably I, I forget who that was now, but I thought that was Edmund Patrick. I'm not really sure, but that was, you know, missed opportunity. Let me file that away under, you know, it's it's several pages long now. Missed opportunity, Mason Crosby joke during 420 podcast. <laughs> Will we be doing an 8.40 podcast? I'm not sure. So we're going to have to wait till the next time we get an opportunity to make a that's right. Mason Crosby. In fact, I don't think Mason is going to be the team next year. Now, maybe that's a betting line for the future. But I think this might be the end of Mason Crosby, and he'll be able to have, as they say, a green day 
or two, uh, you know, because he won't be drug tested as far as I know. So, well, you got to give him a break. He's celebrating his what? 75th birthday uh, next month, I think is something like that. No, it's a 75th wedding anniversary. He's he he's coming up, I think, on his 100th. I mean, just looking at the guy, you know. Yeah, right, right. It's like the president of the United States. It must be the NFL kicking position. Just ages you. It's crazy. All right, let's uh, let's go to these betting lines and see what uh, the computer said that we should uh, be doing. Oh, um, all right. So uh, here is an update. Oh, should we? Uh, this actually, I can do two things at once here. Um, we're going to do another special podcast for the patrons. Do you want to mention that real quick? Uh, do I have to? Okay. Well, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, we are, and I, and I'm guessing you just saw an email that popped up. Is that, is that correct, sir? Yeah, it's correct. So that is All my right. way of letting you know that, uh, it looks like we may do this tomorrow. Okay. Um, and, uh, I think we should stick with that plan. Okay, I think we will as well. We're, we are going to do a special podcast for the a bi-week podcast for the patrons. Yes, we do have a Patreon. Uh, you can you know go there and sign away your life because I think once you make a Patreon commitment, that's for life. It's it's sort of like <laughs> yeah, uh, right. it's sort of like the marriage ideal, right? It's for life, and and I think Patreon is just like that. So anyway, yeah, Packers therapy over, over at Patreon, um, and for the. Oh, I guess they're sort of our version of the Jesuits. Uh, they 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 are definitely you know the Pope's warriors uh, <laughs> on on Patreon, and uh, we're doing something special for them. We're doing an interview uh, with the guy that does the audio work uh, for us, the post production work, and we will have a special podcast just for those uh, patrons. And we are going to record that tomorrow, and that'll be coming down the line for those of you who are uh, patrons, probably. Uh, later in the week. Is it right that we interview the guy that does the audio work and then he's got to do the post-production on that? Yeah, that that does seem, yeah. I think we'll give him a break on that one. But, you know, as I'm hearing you talk, the thing that you may say if you're not a patron and hearing that we're interviewing Nick, you might be thinking, so what? Like, who's Nick? Like, why is that interesting? But here's the thing is Nick is one of us, right? It's, we are, uh, we're all Packer fans. Uh, For some reason, we listen to Packers Therapy. Uh, These are, this is a slice of life within our universe, and uh, we're sharing. We, it's time we share each a little bit with each other. So I think that's a. It's not a who cares. It's 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 a wonderful idea, don't you think? Uh, well, it's your idea, so I guess I have to say it's a great idea. So yeah, no. Here's the here's the deal with this. Now the. If you if people are new to the podcast, they maybe don't remember. But a couple of years ago, we put out a call. We we sent out the. Well, it's not the bad signal. It's the Packers therapy signal. We sent it out, and uh, we said we we need some help. We need someone who's got a little bit of uh, interest and experience with audio work. Anybody interested in, you know, trying to clean up, you know, <laughs> the podcast after we do the raw recording? And Nick stepped forward, and this is a couple of years ago now, yeah, uh, and said that he would do it. And so I know we've referenced Nick from time to time, and he's a listener. He's a Packers therapy listener first, and he's an audio cleanup guy second. And so we thought it might be fun uh, for those that have, you know, chipped off a little something, something uh, for us, that we get, you know, kind of pull the curtain back a little bit. You know, lift up the old kilt and kind of show what we got going on. And uh, 
Nick is going to be the first, and we'll probably do Mitno Miller. He'll, he'll he'll probably be a part of that. Maybe we'll actually get our old buddy Chad Reuter to come on with us, and maybe some interview some of the patrons. So that's kind of what we're doing for people that have you know chipped off a couple of bucks. Um, so anyway, that's that's what we're talking about, and that'll be coming up for you patrons uh, later on in the week. Okay. With that, are you ready for betting lines? Well, if you insist. Let's do this. Uh, all right. So this is uh, Packers are playing the uh, the Rams. If I re- and I and I believe it's it's kind of foggy. But did they win the Super Bowl last year? Uh, well, you know, I think it's the team that uh, pulled that magnificent comeback against the Raiders on Thursday Night Football. I think that's the team we're going to be. Playing. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's the dangerous Rams. Okay. Uh, fighting. I mean, we are in in a brutal battle with them for these draft picks. So exactly. uh, this is an important game. Okay. Uh, number one, this is a weird uh, betting line that the uh, bot uh, created was uh, Aaron Rodgers quarterback grading. See, the bots are so superficial. They, they come up with, you know, kind of limp wristed <laughs> flaccid uh, kind of betting lines. But this year though, the bot has been good because it's not, well, gee, will he be 110? Will he be 130? You know, no, we're kind of, <laughs> we're, we're, we're kind of back to Aaron Rodgers mortal. Uh, let me see. He was 85 ish, right? Uh, this past week against the bears, uh, Rams have great defense. I don't know if you're aware of that, Dave, but they are a top 10 defense, uh, especially especially good against the run. Um, you know, I don't know if Aaron Donald's going to play. I'm going to assume he is. Um, so I'm going to I think Aaron is going to have his his hands full. I think they're going to shut down the run. They're going to force the pass. And that's not been great. Uh, although the Packers, you know, will have Romeo Dubs back the way it sounds. Uh, I still think going to struggle a little bit. But it's still Aaron Rodgers, so I'm going to go 91 on the passer rating. 91. Okay. Well, you convinced me to take the under on that because this is what's worrying in my in my head is on the one hand um, they're coming out of the bye, and you know can they self scout and and do some evaluation and make some improvements so that um, they can. I guess Rams are coming off of uh, I guess a mini buy right since they played on Thursday right. night, so they get a little exactly. bit yep. extra time to prep for us. So maybe that nullifies itself. Now the floor hasn't the floor had like an awful record out of the terrible. buy. Yeah, absolutely terrible. So it's not like they are able to uh, come up with some grand <laughs> schemes given extra time. Maybe all this uh, big picture analysis only c- confuses the the issue. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know we saw you know the Packers score decent points against the bears, but that was only into the fourth quarter. So if you've got a decent defense, can the Packers come out of this now they get Dobbs back, you know, maybe get a little bit healthier, you know, is it going to be a different offense? You plug in one new receiver, but you know, out of an injury, is someone going to make a splash? So I'm going to take the under. I just, I think, uh, return to the norm of what the season has given us. Then, um, I think the Packers struggled to score, uh, could be a low scoring game overall, which, um, could be interesting, but I'm going to take the under of 91. All right, number two. This wasn't interesting until Thursday. Is uh, what will Baker Mayfield's quarterback rating be? Yeah, that guy had um, he had himself a moment. Um, now I've always liked Baker Mayfield mainly because of the commercials where they had him living at the at, at the Brown Stadium, you know, and you know he people would come there and give him a tour. And I thought those were funny, and I don't know. I mean, he could be, you know, the the, the worst guy, you know 
since the guy was the former Texans quarterback, since, since Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I don't think he is, but I don't know the guy. I do like the commercials. And I did like what he did at the end of that game with, uh, with, with the Raiders. But is that really who he is? It really? <laughs> you know, we've seen a, a lot of it. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, especially. Um, but the Packers have had their problems. Uh, you know, Rashawn uh, Gary is not going to come limping through that doorway at any moment. You know, yeah. uh, he's not much of a runner. Baker Mayfield, that is. I know Gary's not much of a runner at all right now. But uh, Baker Mayfield is, is not a terribly mobile uh, quarterback like who they've been seeing. So that's a plus. Maybe they'll be able to rush more aggressively. Maybe we'll even see some blitzing. Um, but he does seem to be a good fit with this Rams scheme. And, you know, however Sean McVay is doing that in Los Angeles, they seem to take people like Matthew Stafford and make them, you know, good quarterbacks. And so I expect this is going to continue. He's going to have a little bit more time. He's not going to be having to ask the center, what's the what's the signal that I use to, to spike the ball? I mean, well, this, this guy didn't know what the hell he was doing out there. And maybe that was he. Maybe that's why he was so good is because he didn't know what he was doing. And when he does <laughs> Maybe, know what he's yeah. going to be doing, yeah, you know. Um, but I, play football, I said, right? Well, right. You know, now, um, I, I'm i hesitant on this one, but I think, I think they may have unlocked a little something. And the Packer defense, of course, has been a little dicey at times. But I'm going to put his passer rating, um, I'm going to put him better than Rodgers. But I'm going to put him at 98. Oh my. Okay. I'll take the under on this. I, I have, can't say that I've seen Baker Mayfield play very many games other than if he played against the Packers. I mean, maybe some highlights and things like that, but I just, what I've seen in the past, I, what are the chances that he comes up and surprises green Bay? Um, I guess it might depend on is the coach for LA. What's his name? Uh, Sean, uh, Sean McVay, Sean McVay. That's right. Uh, you know, can he unlock something there with a, maybe run first uh, play action kind of thing that they do. Uh, but 98 is pretty high. So I'm going to take the under on both. I think this is a low scoring, uh, kind of a scrubby affair. <laughs> I think I'm afraid of, well, with, uh, with, with the Packers and Rams playing, you're probably right. I mean, yeah. at the beginning of the season, you look at that and say, Oh, uh, marquee clash yeah. of the Titans, right? right. <laughs> it hasn't really worked out that way. <laughs> no. And is this, this is a Sunday night game. Is that right? I, they were recording this on Saturday morning. That is like a week and a day away. Forgive have, me. No, no. I it's have a no Monday idea. night game. It's a Monday night game. Oh. This is the long buy for the Packers. I get an oh. extra day here. So, so it's, it's, it's more like the long goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Number three, uh, given, I assume that Dobbs will be back. So my question to you is uh, total catches for Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Oh, no, that's good. Cause you know, as good as Christian Watson's been, uh, it's not like he's been lighting up the stat sheet with, you know, 11 targets, nine catches for a hundred and, you know, 46 yards. It hasn't really been those kind of Devonte Adams type type numbers. He's, he's been a guy who's got a couple of catches. He's look good. You know, I maybe have one big play in there. Uh, but he, I don't think he's really at least at this point in his career, he's he's not the guy you're going to be looking to uh, on a regular basis. And, you know, I think Dobbs was more of that guy, uh, but he you know had a significant uh, high ankle sprain. He's missed a, a good amount of time. It's, it seems to be asking a lot 
to expect that he's going to be a huge factor. If nothing else, his his conditioning, I would think, would not be great. His body would probably feel pretty good, but I'm not sure he's in great in great football shape after missing uh, more than a month. I think it's is it working on almost six weeks. I think. Yeah. So. Um, the two of them combined, I don't think anybody's going to let up this, the, the stat sheet, but I could see each one getting, you know, like four catches. Um, so, in fact, I'll even, I'll, I'll even, um, there might be a little bit of the, uh, hey, this is a brand new toy. We're going to take it out of the box and play with it. Um, so maybe they'll try to force it a little bit to those guys. I'll set the line for catches for the two of them at eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay. I wonder if Ramsey, that's the uh, top corner for the Rams, right? That's who that's they, right. Yes, the highlights yeah. I saw. He was locked in on Adams against the, mm-hmm. the Raiders and all that. So do they put him on and follow Watson around? Is uh, Or do you uh, – I always think that's fascinating. You know, could you double cover – uh, the best receiver put your best corner on the second. Like, is that, I feel like the Patriots did that a couple of times where it wasn't just the obvious one-on-one your best against their best. Right. Right. Like it was it, a little bit of a switch. So you know, I, I wonder how, how they're going to play this or the Rams will just stay on one side of the field. Um, you know, as Dobbs demanding that sort of attention, it will be interesting <laughs> to see. I, uh, I, I don't think they're, they're terribly worried about um, him at this point, about uh, Dobbs at this point, but no, no, I'm I, talking about not, Watson. Oh, oh, Watson. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think in 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 this case, I think they're going to want to say, "Oh yeah, this guy's good. He's got eight touchdowns over the last what four games. We're going to see how good he is. We're going to put Jalen Ramsey, the the best corner in the NFL. We're, we're, we're going to put him on this guy and see if he can play. And so I think that's what they're going to do. You going to follow him? You think? Yeah, he, hmm. yeah, yeah. That'll be a lot of. Uh, then I guess you'd put Watson in motion, right? And then that's going to require them to play a lot of man. And then I suppose you can, uh, I don't know, maybe then it's run, it's a run first deal, right? Um, yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that plays. So I wish I could figure this out as the game is going on. Anyway, so you said eight and a half. Um, I think I'm going to take the under on that. Um, I feel like this is going to be uh, rough on Rogers. Maybe this is the game Watson doesn't really shine. Uh, it is on Monday night. This could be a real coming out party for him, especially if it's against Ramsey. If he's beaten Ramsey down the field for big touchdowns, that would be pretty exciting. Boy, um, uh, that's not the Packer team I know of 2022. So I'm no, going to take the no. under. Uh, yeah, it, w- it will be interesting, though, because you're going to get a glimpse in this game of the future, you know, of Watson and Dobbs. And I think Torrey is going to, you know, play as well. He, you know, he will definitely be the third wheel there, but you know, you get those three guys on the field together. And I would think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be thinking, you know, is this something I want to be a part of going forward? So it should be interesting on a number of fronts, especially because you're playing against a really good defense. And I think we'll learn a lot about, you know, the Packers uh, in this game. Not that, you know, it can mean anything for this season, but, it will be interesting to see what they're like when they have their full complement of receivers out there, or at least the next generation full complement of receivers. Right now, it looks like uh, uh, oh, there it goes. I hate that one. That ESPN always puts the ad. Uh, will play out out of no reason and rhyme or reason why this ad I, all of a sudden plays. Dave, I asked you not to watch porn during the <laughs> podcast. You can watch it after. Did you, you hear it? the podcast first? Yeah. Yeah. All that heavy breathing. It was really hard. To, it was really hard to miss it, man. Well, I was looking to see Aaron Donald isn't playing right. Cooper cup isn't playing. So uh, at least from a, 
from an offensive perspective of the Packers, Aaron Donald not playing is, is probably oh, he, pretty, he pretty, is pretty. Not, he is out for the game already. Okay. They know that. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I, I think that's true. I think he's out for the season. I, I, I don't know that for sure, but I, he did not play against the Raiders. So um, certainly if Aaron Donald is coming back, maybe some of these lines would move. Um, but uh, I assume he's not playing. Okay. Number four, number of interceptions by Jair Alexander. Oh, well, okay. It is Baker Mayfield. And I do think he'll be better in this system. And and I know it's recency bias and we have a lot of other information on uh, Baker Mayfield, but <clears throat> you know, I, I don't think this guy is, is bulletproof at all. Um, and I would not be surprised, uh, you know, to see another interception largely because I kind of think 23 is, um, sort of in the, I think the technical term, he's sort of in the fuck it mode right now. He, he just, he just kind of, he just kind of seems as though he's frustrated and he's out there just kind of doing his thing and making plays. I don't think that speaks well of what the future might hold with him, Uh, but he's taken enough, you know, risks and gambles. I would not be surprised to see him get a pick. So I will set it at 0.5. 0.5, and I'm going to take that logic and take the over. I do think he's going to gamble, um, and uh, and get an. I think it, I, I think Baker will throw in up there. So I, I think there's a good chance that there's maybe two interceptions, and it, one being from Jair is is pretty pretty likely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over on that one. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't blame me on that because I could see it happening because I don't I don't think Jair has you know. I don't, th- I don't think he has any more shits to give at this point. Just, just kind of the way he's playing and his body language indicates that, you know, he's he's in a different frame of mind right now. I agree. I agree. He's coming back from two weeks, uh, I guess, one week off and one week of practice. Um, yeah, I think he's 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 going to be hungry for more INTs here. Um, number five, uh, total rushing yards allowed by the Green Bay defense. I was looking at against the Raiders. They uh, rushed 22 times for 71 yards, a 3.2 yard average. Cam Akers looks like he's their star, which is kind of a quick shifty back. I think you would say Cam Akers. Um, You know, I actually thought he was pretty decent, but I don't think I think given who the quarterback is and who the receivers are, you can probably really focus because I think Allen Robinson was on the Rams, too. He's out for the season. Um, He is, too. Wow. Okay. so I think you can really load up the box against the Rams. but, you know, it is Packers, so what do you think of uh, total rushing yards allowed? Yeah, you see, you'd have to have a defensive coordinator who <laughs> want to take advantage of that. Right. Um, and I, you know. And look I, at that yeah, defense, offense and go, how about, uh, how about a soft zone? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. To uh, real, like a lot, spread them out, you know, really spread them out. But, you know, uh, the, the thing about about that, and, uh, and this is why we do the betting, because it allows us to talk more about the team, too. And, um Somebody made the point this week during one of the podcasts I listened to. I listened to so many of them, it's it's hard to know which one it was. But um, it's not just Joe Barry operating in a vacuum here. I mean, he, like a lot of us on our jobs, you know, we, you know, maybe have executive or leadership positions, but we have a boss, and so we have to go to that boss and say, okay, th- this is how I think we should confront this problem, and. The boss, most of the time, is going to say, yeah, okay, that, that sounds good to me. Execute that. Or, no, I think we need to do something a little, a little bit different. Um, modify it and come back to me with your revised idea. So apparently everything that they have done this season, I mean, it's, it's not like 
Joe Barry, you know, keeps it a secret from Matt LaFleur during, during the week. Uh, trust me, Matt, everything's going to be fine on Sunday. You know, right. no, I mean, he, he comes to his boss and says, you know, we've analyzed it. We broke it down this way. This is what I think we should be doing. And this is why I think we should be doing it. And the boss signs off. So everything that that he's doing, um, you know, presumably has the head coaches imprimatur and okay. So it's, it's not like it's all on Joe Barry here. I mean, there's other people that are thinking that whatever they decide to do is a good idea or the best idea in whatever set of circumstances they have considering injuries and everything else. So um, I, I don't want to be too hard just on Joe Barry, but the plans don't really seem to be, don't make a lot of sense. It's almost like, well, our theory on this defense is this, and we're going to stick to the theory. And even though practically it might not work out, it's what the theory says we should be doing. And I get that to some extent, and maybe that's true in certain industries, maybe in yours, Dave, you know, it might, it might be true where you, you know, follow your process. Um, and maybe in some sports that works out to be the thing you do, you know, you, you stick with your process because you have 162 games in baseball and at the end of it, it's going to be fine. But in football, I'm not, I think you have to be more flexible and fluid on your theory. And the Packers just don't seem to have that for some reason or another. I don't know why they kind of want to, you know, this is how it should work. And so, damn it, we're going to stick to that. So even though I think they should be able to hold this running game in check, um, I'm dubious <laughs> about that possibility. Uh, you said how many 70, 77 yards uh, against the Raiders? Is that what you 71 said? yards? 71 yards. Yep. Um, yeah, I think they got to go over 100 against the Packers, but not a lot because this isn't a, a great uh, running attack. Um, let's. I'm going to put it down for 107. 107. Okay, I'm going to take the over. I think it's going to be a lot. Of, they're going to attempt a lot. You know, with the 22 attempts, I think it's going to be much higher than that against the Packers. Um, so I think 107 is achievable, even if the yards per carry uh, isn't high. So I'm going to take the over. But while you were talking about Joe Barry, it was interesting um, and comparing it to my world, which is investing. Um, <laughs> I was actually this this week, Monday, this last Monday, I was in jury duty and I actually got selected as one of 60 to like actually sit in a courtroom and get questioned. Uh, and as they did the jury selection, so it wasn't just sitting in a room waiting and did nothing. I actually got called into that part. Um, and the attorneys, you know, ask questions so they can eliminate and kind of narrow it down to their final 12 or 15. I forget. I think it's 15. Um, do you know, is it, is it always the same number? Is it, am I, is there like a standard, is it 15 jurors, 12 jurors? Well, Why it's 12. It's well, 12 is the jury number, but they usually go a little larger than that because That's you right. have, you have, uh, Three, reserve maybe. substitutes. You're on the bench. So Three alternates yeah. or something. That's yeah, right. right. All right. So that, that's right. Uh, anyway, so one of the questions was well, the case was about, uh, someone had passed away in a nursing home. So the family was suing the nursing home. Okay. Um, and, uh, one of the questions from the attorneys, uh, as they asked about who is in healthcare, who has a loved one in a nursing home, all this. He said to her then, he's like, hey, has anyone ever had uh, a situation where you were like uh, uh, second guessed, you know, after the information, <laughs> after time had passed, after you made a decision, people kind said, of every week on my podcast. <laughs> well, I raised my paddle because I was like, well, well, 
And uh, so uh, they, you know, and I was like one of the only few. I figured every, all 60 of us should be raising our paddle, right? So I raised my paddle, and he goes, oh, uh, number 25. Like, what are you— what do you, what was your experience? And I, I said, well, first of all, I am married and have three children. So duh. <laughs> and you lit, the courtroom lit up and everyone stood. Oh, yeah. this is how no, we want this guy. Yeah. Actually the bailiff tackled me. Uh, <laughs> put me, I was in contempt. <laughs> you are in contempt all the time. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. I yelled. That's, as right. I told me. <laughs> That's true. You want me on that wall. <laughs> so, um, and I, I thought, well, yeah, yeah, like you know, think about crypto right now. Uh, I'd rather crypto, not. Crypto <laughs> is the same as as the Packers defense. Like, is uh, <laughs> you know, is is crypto a failure? So sell it now. It's just over. Or should you double down? Should you hold on to it? Like there, you won't know until time passes of like what the obvious decision, and it will seem obvious later. But what Joe Barry's doing doesn't seem that. Like it's, it's just, it's a random walk. You know, you don't really know. And it's really crappy to second guess. Uh, it's the fact he doesn't make any adjustments in what, if something's not working, like in real time, like you can just see, and I, was, I don't know if you can equate that to investing. I mean, if, I guess if you're day after day having losses uh, in the market, it, like it could rebound tomorrow, but um, I don't know if that's the same example as in football. Like when, when he's, playing a soft zone and they're picking you apart over and over, like not adjusting out of it. Like it, that's not the same as second guessing. That's like, look, you're not even, it doesn't even feel like you're aware enough that of what your problem is at the moment is, you know what I'm saying? It, it just feels a little bit different because football defense isn't such a random walk. You can see sort of what's happening. It's like, it's a series of adjustments and maybe that won't work either, but at least you're trying. I just, I'm not seeing that at Barry. Yeah. I, I, I'm the worst guy, I think, to, to to get into this discussion because when they hired him, I just I I I could see no reason why they would hire this guy. Yeah. It's it's because it, he's a he he's literally a two time loser. He he had two years in Detroit, two years in Washington, did nothing there, bad defenses. There's all kinds of excuses, but you know, if nothing else, his um judgment in taking those jobs was terrible <laughs> yeah, right. this, you know yeah and i so it's hard for me to now i want to be very clear he could be a fine man a great family man perhaps in the off season he volunteers and helps those elderly at the, those care facilities you were talking about uh he could be just a, a, a wonderful human a great dad a you know, the whole thing you know he could be one so as a football coach, I understand he's a great linebackers coach, and that's kind of how he got to everyone's attention. I know he did a good job when he was with the Rams, and for some reason, people have elevated him into this position. I guess he's also married into the the coaching family tree kind of situation, which never hurts, of course, to have those kind of connections. Smart enough to do that, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, right. But I'm the worst guy to ask because when they hired him, I thought— why the hell they did this? This is bad. I'm usually not that way. You might remember back when they hired Mike McCarthy. Remember our podcasts then? I was the guy saying, well, you know, you never know. Young, da, 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 da. I'm always willing to give a guy benefit of the doubt, except in this case. I just I just have never <laughs> been one. willing to do it because I could see nothing redeeming about his background as a defensive coordinator that wanted that merited my patience. Yeah. And so I. I can see no reason why they're going to be any good with this guy. 
ever. I mean, I've seen enough evidence now that something is lacking, you know, in, in his approach. But then again, he's got a boss and his boss may be down with this, too. And maybe his boss needs to, you know, focus on the you know, offensive side of the ball where he's strong and, you know, bring somebody in who's going to be able to craft a defensive plan. Um, that he didn't have to worry about, and he can focus on putting guys in motion on the offensive side of the ball and it's scheming guys open. You know, that's that, as he should be. Okay, right. so I'll take the over uh, 107 total rushing yards allowed. Uh, number six, who will be the leading tackler for the Packers? Okay, let me see. Campbell's back now, and seven. Ugh. Yeah, I, th I think Seven is going to be a good player. I, I just I just don't think he's a good player right now. Uh, this is not terribly creative, but I'll go Devondre Campbell. Yeah, I think that's uh, the conventional thing. I'll I'll say Walker uh, could be like an Amos. We could get more of a of a safety uh, situation, Amos, or uh, I guess you could. Rudy Ford has had a, a, some big games. Um, I think he also has paddle number twenty five. Like yeah, that, that's well, no, is that Nixon? I don't know. Nixon and Ford, Nixon. you know, they were president, vice president. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> that's, I think it is Nixon's 25. Anyway, so I'll go with Quay Walker and uh, let's call this the game for the rookies here. We get uh, Dobbs and Watson lighted up on the defensive side. Walker is just tearing it up and destroying Baker Mayfield. Let's let's maybe that'll happen. I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> anyway, number seven. All right. Work with me here on this one. If okay. I take the total number of. L.A. Rams turnovers, subtract the number of Green Bay turnovers. What is that number? Ah. If it's positive, I assume L.A. will have more. Uh, so I guess this is what they call the tur uh, turnover <clears throat> ratio here, the differential. But L.A. turnovers minus Green Bay turnovers. And I need to set a line here, or do I have yeah. to give you the actual number? Line. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'll set the line at 0.5. I think that's right. So I am going to take the over uh i think the packers win in a low scoring affair i think because of one more turnover so that's what i was trying to get at so i'm going to take the over la has one at least one more turnover than the packers okay uh seven and a half i like to ask this question i may have out of other buys will the packers run a trick play as defined by mitno miller uh who is the judge here do you think they come out of the break with some kind of trick play Yes, and here's the reason why, is because Matt LaFleur is going up against one of his former bosses, one of his former mentors, I'm assuming, and he's going to want to, you know, do something, um, you know, to not establish dominance, but, you know, show that he's he was the best pupil in class. So, yes, I'm, I'm going to say yes on that. Okay, I'm going to say no, almost for that same reason. He's too afraid to. I don't, I don't feel that LaFleur is is kind of brash enough to throw a trick play against his former boss. So I, I think he's too worried about getting the, the basics down and figuring out kind of, I mean, his, in his mind, you know, the, those motions and things like that. Another addition to that is, is kind of too much to handle. So I'm going to actually say no, that no trick plays on, on, on offense. Now, you, I guess you could also count a uh, fake punt or fake field goal too. That would, would you consider that a trick play? I think I'll allow that. Well, I think it's definitely a trick play. Okay. But, so, but then again, but as we know, Mike is the, he's the arbiter. He put, you know what he does. I, and, and this is what I, I guess he texted me this. He didn't, he didn't write to both of us, but on game days, 
um, he puts on a judge's robe. Really? And, and he all well, he also goes with you know the old English uh, wig thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and he sits in front of his television. He's got a gavel, and you know he makes these decisions, and they're ironclad decisions. There is no appellate court. Uh, there's no Supreme Court. Uh, what Mike decides is the way it is. And then after the game, he puts all his stuff back in the box and waits until the next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what a fun time. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we can provide that for him. That's. Uh... Well, I'm sure he'll talk about it when we interview him uh, during the Patriots. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, seven and three force. Will the Packers defense give up a passing play over 50 yards? Yes or no? You know, okay. For all of the the crap that I have unloaded on on Joe Barry, because I'm just I'm just not a fan. Um, one thing they have limited with this kind of defense is they don't often fracture. Uh, now, there was a the couple of plays this past week, but that was not on scheme as much as it was on 23, you know, throwing caution to the wind and jumping around and getting beat and 56-yard gain and that kind of thing. I don't think that's likely to happen uh, on a regular basis because of the way they play, which I don't like. You know, they like the death by a thousand cuts uh, defense. Uh, so I don't I do not think there will be a a pass play over 50 yards, but there will certainly be, you know, five pass plays of 10 yards or more. Well, certainly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's right. Well, I'll say yes. Uh, even though I think it's a tricky question to get it a yes, right? Because that assumes that they uh, have, <laughs> I keep getting the ball with less than 50 yards, the end zone. Um, but I, I just feel this Jair Alexander sort of loss control of the locker room issue that, you know, could that also apply to Nixon now and others that they, they sort of jump routes. I think you could do a couple of double moves here. If you're watching the Packers, why wouldn't you do some double moves on Jair? Um, so I, I'm going to say yes to the 50 yard plus. I know that's a big number. I thought about putting 40, uh, but I thought I'll make it large in 50 and I'm, I'm still going to say yes. It's an actually a very good question, I would say. All right. Seven and seven eighths. Um, will Christian Watson score a touchdown? Yes or no? Oh. Yeah. Um, I am tempted to say yes, because why wouldn't you? Because he's been really, really good the last uh, four weeks. But at some point, you know, I think, you know, the, the train loses steam and, you know, winds up in the roundhouse. And I think that's what we're going to uh, see here. Uh, I, I do not think Watson scores a touchdown this week. Okay. I'm going to say no as well. I think this is the week it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder if they'll try, you know, I wonder if we're going to get, I'm, I mean, I'm sure a reverse is going to be in the, uh, the offing, you know, maybe once or twice. Um, you know, I, I, if I wanted to do this to Mendo Miller, the number of fake reverses, I, yeah. <laughs> if you were just to put that as a line, how many fake reverses, meaning, you know, he's coming as the ball is snapped and it, not even just faking the handoff, but the timing of it would look like he could be getting the ball. I think the Packers do that at least five times. I mean, I think this is going to happen a lot. Would you, if you had to set a line, what would you think? Um, you know, I think they will use that, that motion, that, that, that jet motion, uh, frequently. And I, I don't want to ask, uh, Mike to do that because sometimes it's going to be, you know, just him jogging from one side of the formation to the other. So it's not really, the same kind of thing. Then you, we're asking then Mike to uh, decide whether he's just moving or if he's a actually a, a fake, you know, where they're sending him quickly, you know, through it. And then they run the other way and that sort of thing. Um, I think they'll do it at least five times that way. Yeah. 
I, uh, I mean, it could be. Just, just, just to, and one of those times, I don't know if it'll be twice. It, it might be twice, but they they will hand the ball off. But they're going to show it a lot more than that because you can't just show it when when, when you're going to do it. So you, right. you you have to do it um, more times than not to make the times that you do it have effect. In fact, I would go so far as to say in the first series, you're going to see a play where Watson looks like he's getting the ball, and then instead you flip it the other side to Jones as a – Right, as a exactly. pitch out or something, right? Like that, exactly. that I can see that coming a mile away. Like that's, they're trying to think about what you're thinking and it's going to be a fake to Watson and to Jones, which, you know, may go for four or five yards, but uh, that I'm going to guess that's going to happen the first series. But again, that's not part of the betting lines. That's just random speculation. But uh, speaking of random speculation, the to- tiebreaker is total Packer points. How many points do you think they're going to score, Chris? This isn't a line. It's just a guess. Yeah. Uh, that defense is still pretty good. Um, uh, can they score? I'm, I'm kind of at the point. Can they score more than 20 against this group? Um, yeah, I'm going to go 23. All right. I said 20. All right. So if you would like to play the betting lines this week, you should have lots of time to do it because uh, we're recording this on Saturday. The previous Saturday to the weekend of the game. Um, please email uh, Mike Miller. Uh, I'm trying to think, is this a singing uh, or are you not, are you under the weather Too under the weather to uh, sing? I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'm not, right. I'm not a hundred percent today, but I will give it a shot. So please uh, either use the link, the Google link that Mike has sent you before, or ask Mike for that link by sending him an email at mintnomiller at gmail.com. That is M I T N O M I L L E R at Gmail dot com. I am I tell you, I am just I'm not I'm not I'm not hundred percent today, Dave. Let's face it. No. But yeah, it, it is Mitno Miller. M I T N O M I L L E R at Gmail dot com. Uh, Mike is the guy. He he is the final arbiter on these things, and he turns it around so fast after the game. The guy's amazing. He really is. Yeah, I should really hire him if he was, if I could. I need that kind of efficiency. Um, anyway, all, those. We all do. <laughs> well, that's the betting lines for this week. Kind of a shortened version, as my wife brings Taco Bell, uh, which is probably not good. I shouldn't be eating Taco Bell my age. Um, what, so what are you getting? So what? Are you, so what are you getting from Taco Bell? Have, have you gone with the uh, the the chicken quesadilla? Have you gone with uh, the stuffed burrito? I mean, what do we have today? <laughs> my my order from Taco Bell is embarrassing. I get three tacos, no lettuce, and uh, Baja Blast. So like what they do when you get no lettuce, it's just meat, cheese. That's it. That's all. I I, I know it's like embarrassingly low. You get a huge shell, and like a very low level covering of meat and cheese at the bottom it's basically empty shell that i'm eating all the time so but if i get extra beef with it uh then i really can tell i'm eating sandpaper meat it's because it's what 20 percent actual real meat so it's just it's just matter that i shove into my body to like hold me over to the next meal it's really gross uh, uh so you know i mean i 
I'm kind of sad now hearing this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're 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 a successful guy. You've you know, had a number of important positions in your profession. You've you've got an outstanding reputation. You're, in fact, you're a member of your high school's Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, well. And this is and and this is what you're eating. I mean, that's. <laughs> I'm kind of depressed now. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling physically great, but now I'm emotionally, I'm sunk. Yeah, I, it's a guilty pleasure. Taco Bell is either, it's it's two kind of people in the world. There are people who love it and people who hate it. And I'm not, I haven't even taken any edible or anything like that. Like, I don't have the munchies even. I, no. I But we have a, a craving for Taco Bell in this family that um, it's a comfort food, even though it really is uh, intellectually gross, um, <laughs> but physically it's kind of satisfying. <laughs> but well, yeah, I don't. I mean, to me, that's like diner food. And yesterday I yeah. had had lunch at a diner. I one of those places that you go and um, you know, it, sure, it may be one thirty in the afternoon, but you're still having you know uh, bacon and eggs kind of thing, you know, right, because right. because they're great at these places you know, for know. whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to give it to Taco Bell. How could somebody make so many variations of meat, the cheese, lettuce, now. tomato with tacos. Like it's basically the only. Have you seen the uh, SNL commercial, Saturday Night Live commercial of Taco Town? No, I haven't. If uh, if you want to laugh, uh, it's one of those fake commercials, Taco Town, where uh, they say, uh, are you ready for a Taco Town taco? They're like, yeah. They're like, we put in meat, cheese, lettuce, tomato, and your favorite sauce. They're like, great. They're like, well, that's not all. We put around it a... Uh, uh, a, a tortilla, you know, with uh, other stuff around it. And, uh, and they'll be like, are you ready for that? They're like, yeah, but not before we wrap it around a blue pancake with stuff with gravy. <laughs> and I keep adding on top of it over and over. It's the best uh, Saturday Night Live commercial, fake commercial I've seen. So look up Taco Town if you can. I'm going to, I'm going to look that up when we finish up here. I could use, <laughs> uh, could use something to make me laugh today. It's really funny. It's funny. Yeah. So, All right. yeah, we cover anything else? Well, um, how many players did we have last week? Do you remember? Um, uh, I don't know if I have that. Um, what what week are we on? I think we had uh, 30, like roughly 40. Okay, 40. Well, 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 good. I mean, let's see if we can let's even keep it in the 40s. I mean, last year we were trying to keep it in the 30s. Let's even keep it in the 40s, maybe even touch 50. Is it even possible? Maybe. It's. I think we have more than 50 listeners. But um, I actually think we have maybe 56 or so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. take the over on that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Uh, do, do you want you want to touch on, on any uh, pop culture things or we just want to wrap this one up and and move along? Uh, I, I think the only uh, I did. Uh, I do mention one on Netflix. I watched uh, uh, Pepsi. Where's my jet? I think is oh, a, yeah, have you right, heard right. about this? I have heard about that. Yeah. I uh, I went to bed relatively early just so I, I wouldn't watch TV in bed. I mean, I wasn't feeling good. Maybe it's the Taco Bell. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I was uh, I watched the first episode. Then I basically binged all of them. They're like four episodes. They, you could easily make this into two one hour. It's uh, not that that many details with it. But so they stretch it out. But and I remember the commercial. I don't know if you do. This is like late 80s, maybe 90s. Yep. Uh, Pepsi commercial where they had the Pepsi Point promotion. As you drank Pepsi, you got these Pepsi points and you could buy a jacket or sunglasses or T-shirt, whatever. But in the commercial, they said if you get seven million Pepsi points, they'll give you can get a Harrier jet. 
Oh, which yes. Which is like when it, like it's in True Lies. It's that jet that can hover. Yes. You know. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, but there's no disclaimer on the commercial. So some knucklehead in Seattle decided <laughs> to get seven million Pepsi points and ask Pepsi for a Harrier jet. And uh, this really happened. And I won't give the conclusion of how it all played out other than it is now a case, apparently, like when you go to law school and you um, kind of go through the case law on advertising or whatever, like this is Leonard versus Pepsi is like one of those, you know, standard ones that all law students sort of go through. So uh, it is a fascinating story, all the characters involved. Um, I guess that's why it's a documentary. If it was just this alone and nothing happened, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a documentary. So, um, it was really interesting. I would recommend that as a, as a easy watch. Sounds like the uniform commercial code that, uh, they're using that as a, as a case, as a case to study. I understand now I'm not a, not a lawyer myself, but I did, I did spend 10 years in the company of lawyers and, uh, UCC, I guess was kind of one of the most dreadful, <clears throat> Uh, your courses because it's a lot of uh, administrative, you know, kind of law and all that sort of thing that is not um, apparently the most entertaining stuff. Uh, but there are people that like to do it. And this sounds like exactly the kind of thing that would spruce up, uh, you know, <laughs> a class uh, when you're talking about business law. So yeah. uh, I I actually have seen that. I've thought about watching it. I might, in fact, do it. it today might be the day to do it because I'm not I'm not feeling great, so it might be just the kind of day to kind of sit on the couch and watch a multi-part series <laughs> of, about a guy accumulating 7 million Pepsi points. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. But to kind of, to kind of put a kind of uh, the closure on this whole thing, isn't doesn't Pepsi own Taco Bell, or didn't they own Taco Bell? I think they do. Yeah. I think that's part of the uh, Yum Yum brands. Well, uh, I, th- I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's Pepsi. Because I don't, I can't think of Pepsi. I mean, Coke has its own ticker symbol. Does Pepsi have its own ticker symbol? I don't know. Well, that That's, not, but not, but now we're in into your world, my friend. Yeah. I, I yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. Um. But uh, I, I I believe there's now Pepsi has its own its PEP, but uh, I guess Yum Brands might be then separate. Uh, Yum is KFC, Taco Bell. Uh, maybe they are separate. Yeah, but, I, think, uh, I think they might have sold it or maybe spun it off into a separate division of the company. But actually, as I think of it, isn't Mountain Dew a Coca-Cola product? No, 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 no. Mountain Dew is Pepsi family, my friend. That is the Pepsi family. Okay, well, then that makes sense because that's what you're getting there. Um, so, obviously, yeah, I can't I can't say that there's Coke. Uh, Coke is your Chick-fil-A. Uh, anyway, <laughs> by the way, do you have a preference of Coke or Pepsi? Yeah, you know, it's funny you should mention it because as, as we've done this podcast, and again, because I'm not feeling... 100% perky. I am, in fact, consuming a Mountain Dew as we, as we, do, this, <laughs> as we do this podcast. Yes. I do uh, like so Mountain Dew. I am a fan of the Pepsi family to the point where, and I don't know if any of our listeners do this because it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a diva-ish thing to do. But if I'm going to a place that I know that they are a Coke family of soft drink products, I will tuck into my pocket uh, a Diet Pepsi um, so that I'll just ask for a glass of ice when the server comes around, and then I'll clandestinely pull out my Diet Pepsi and, un- and under the table open it discreetly and then fill my cup with Diet Pepsi rather than whatever swill Coke stuff that they're serving uh, at the restaurant. Insane. That's yeah. utterly insane. I, well, first of all, it doesn't matter to me. If I want Coke, Pepsi or Coke are almost indistinguishable to me. I, I And I eat Coke Zero. 
Coke, Diet Coke. It could be Diet Pepsi. It could be Tab. I don't think I, it's all sort of the oh. same. It's tab? all the same. Oh my well, God. whatever. Um, but I, I do, I, I'm impartial to Diet Coke. Um, but I realized growing up, I really like Pepsi better. And I realized I was a victim of the advertising Pepsi did. I mean, it was the Pepsi generation. Oh, yeah. That was all the cool commercials, Sidney Crawford, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, all they, I don't remember Coke's commercials was more polar bear and, you know, well, that was at Christmas was, time. Yeah. 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 And then they, you know, more like diverse neighborhood sort of, uh, you know, it was right. like more people, okay. uh, than like the celebrity. And I, I got, I was thinking I actually now as an, I like Coke better. Uh, but I think I like Pepsi, not because of the taste. I think I liked it because of the commercials. I, I so I, I watched this as thinking about that, um, that there is power in the commercials that I, I probably just assume is not a big deal, but I think that worked on me. Yeah, I I, I just think it worked on me because the taste, and as my wife is a, is a, is a Coke fan, um, she's really <clears throat> the Diet Coke is like her her uh, nectar of the gods. You know, she really yeah. enjoys that sort of thing, and um, she just hates Pepsi because she says it's too sweet. Too sweet. Yeah. 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 And uh, I guess that is. Why I'm, you know, why the family has a tradition of diabetes in my line because we all like Pepsi, and that's exactly where this is all headed, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Well, uh, they actually do a Pepsi Coke challenge throughout the the, uh, and I won't tell you who won throughout the documentary. So you'll you'll can enjoy, in anticipation, who wins the Coke Pepsi challenge in the documentary. Well, I'll tell you, you know, now you're old enough from a new Coke, right? I mean, I'm a, you're playing yeah. high school, right? Yeah. I yeah. do. Yes. Oh, that's an 80s great memory. Yeah. Yeah. See, I loved new Coke and it was because they were trying to edge toward the Pepsi taste. And I was I was one of the, you know, 25 people that liked it, I guess. I thought that finally Coke has made a product that I like. And of course, then they discontinued it under fire and all that. And uh, I don't mind regular Coke. It's the rest of the Coke products that I just have no Really? Don't like Diet Coke, for. huh? Interesting. Oh, God. Oh, I just, I cannot stand Diet Coke. I mean, I try not to have the regular stuff because, you know, the, especially, again, family history and my genetics and all that stuff, I don't like to have, as I say, as I'm drinking a Mountain Dew here, I don't like to have the, the sugar varieties um, unless there's a reason to do so, and today I have one. But... Um, when I do have sugar soda, I don't mind the regular Coke. It's the Diet Coke and everything else. I think they also have Sprite. Is that also a part of that's, their? I think that's Coke. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't care for any of the Coke family of products. And I don't think I'm unique. I was at a. Uh, I had lunch yesterday with some, uh, or a couple of days ago now, with some uh, friends of mine. In fact, guys that you 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 know Bernie and Al, guys I, I used to work mm-hmm. with, and yep. and and Bernie was in town and. Uh, the server comes around, and um, there was a misunderstanding. Al, who is is from he's from Virginia, he's from the South. Um, you know, he asked for a Sprite, and the server said, "Sure, fine." And he came back with a Seven Up, and Al was like, "No, I asked for Sprite." Now he could tell the difference. Yeah, and so um, I respected him for the courage to do that and not just drink the seven, which I actually like seven up. I can't remember the last time I had one, but I remember as a kid, I like seven up, but Al, nope, he, he wanted Sprite and not seven up and you'll take that back. And if you don't have the Sprite, then you're going to bring me something else, you know? I can't and, imagine. Yeah. And tasting I, I was, the difference between Sprite and seven up. I mean, 
I was I was proud so of Al close. for sticking to his guns because I would have done the same thing because I'm the guy that smuggles in, you know, clandestine, uh, you know, diet Pepsi's uh, to Coke restaurants. So I was I I thought Al that that's why Al and I are friends, you know. Yeah. Right, he you're stick, both insane. He's, 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 he sticks to his guns, you know? Oh, yeah, sticks to his guns. You know, I bet you your diet Pepsi that you're sneaking in, it tastes better because it's illegal. Oh, that's yeah. what, it's it's oh, the hint of that. danger uh, <laughs> on top of the bubbles. That That's what you like, yeah. I, I am all about danger. I think I think that's a well-known <laughs> fact. Middle name. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's sort of like uh, sort of like Russell Wilson. You know, danger, Russ is. I'm danger. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm his danger, Chris. You know. Yeah. That's right. That's what everyone says. Okay. Well, I think we've given people their money's worth once again. We've 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 taken a bit that takes 15 minutes. We made it an hour. So, <laughs> props to us <laughs> for <laughs> for doing that. Went to uh, weird places on the way. This is your bi-week podcast, people. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you'll pay the betting line or play the – or maybe pay the betting lines, but play them certainly. And uh, if you also have an inkling to know what goes on be behind the first-class curtain, you know, when they when when they draw the curtain, you're sitting in coach, and you see those people parting up in first class, and they close the curtain on you. If you want to get beyond that curtain, you'll become a patron, and you'll go to Patreon, and, uh, you know, you will chip off a couple of – bucks every month or maybe you'll just go to paypal as far as that goes and you'll go to packers therapy at yahoo.com and you will see what's behind that curtain that the flight attendant draws when all the cool kids are up front partying and then other people back and coach or could I, could I could i please have an extra cube of ice in my water you know that's what goes on back but in front you know, you, you get the full plastic cup full of ice. It's fantastic. Right. It really is great up there. Yeah, yep. yeah. I agree. All right, Packers and Rams uh, coming up. I, I I have been informed that it's Monday night. I'll I'll make I'll, I'll make a note of that. Uh, so that's coming up, and we'll see how the how the Packers fare against the betting lines, how they fare against the Rams. Uh, Dave and I will be back a week or so hence, and we will uh, talk about that game and get set for the remaining three games of the season. But until that time, I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. That is Packers Therapy. I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. And that's Packers Therapy.